welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing his nearness as we prepare our heart mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day let our lives be filled with the truth of god's word and may the lord bless you to live your life in its fullness what did we start this month with you remember what apostle taught us what is it we are you still remember that right we are kings can you just look at your neighbor and say i am a king come on another neighbor i am a king we are kings we are kings so i was asking the lord lord what do i bring to your people and i and i believe god is just emphasizing on the same thing you know that we are kings if you have forgotten i'm just going to be a reminder today to let you know that we are called to be kings yeah has anyone forgotten that no yeah are you with me come on you can smile clap do whatever for the lord yeah are you with me so god took me to this book called genesis you all know right that's the first chapter in the bible yeah so we're going to journey to see uh the life of joseph you all know joseph yeah who is joseph son of jacob yeah are you with me yes so was joseph a king was he yeah there's a confusion yeah let's let's study let's study who joseph was and what was he doing and how god let him yeah all right going to genesis chapter 37 so at the count of 3 2 so jacob settled again in the land of canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner this is the account of jacob and his family when joseph was 17 years old he often tended his father's flocks he worked for his half brothers the sons of his father's wives bilha and zilpha but joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing was 3 jacob loved joseph more than any of his other children because joseph had been born to him in his old age so one day jacob had a special gift made for joseph a beautiful robe was for but his brothers hated joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them they couldn't say a kind word to him so joseph was a beloved of jacob he was much loved because he was so loved his brothers couldn't take it 
they were totally jealous because you know he was the youngest in the house he got all the attention from the father yeah so there's not been a good relationship between the brothers and joseph you know now what happens is you know we normally yeah we also have a sibling so there's always been these cat fights that we have with them often yeah so so what triggers joseph's jacob's you know children against joseph is important and that's we're going to that is what we're going to read in the next verse so what happens is verse 5 one night joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it they hated him more than ever so what happened who had a dream joseph had a dream and because of the dream yeah so the brothers hated him even more so what was the problem here a dream a dream was indeed a trigger point for the brothers to hate him even more yeah so i want to talk to all the dreamers this morning are you a dreamer i'm i'm not just talking about the spiritual gift that we have i'm also talking about all your dreams that you've built i personally believe that god wants to warn us as dreamers to who are you communicating about the dreams that you have come on i don't believe everyone needs to know the dream that you have or even for the fact that the dreams that god talks to you in person i don't think you need to share with everyone about it dream come on it was it was one of the ways that god had his connection with joseph take a minute and think what are what are those dreams that god has shown you and who have you communicated that to you know the source to which the this particular dream has reached is a wrong source because you know what happened after this joseph was trapped not everyone needs to know your dream you know our church believes in accountability do we we believe in leaders we believe in spiritual parents i think that's the right way for you to you know approach somebody when you have a dream yeah let's read further let's verse 6 listen to this dream he said we were out in the field tying up bundles of grain suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine was it his brothers responded so you think you will be our king do you wait these guys don't even know the calling over joseph's life they didn't know the calling over his life 
Now they are hinting him. Do you think you are a king? Indeed he was. All right, let's read further. Do you actually think you reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about it. You know, your dreams, your visions, these are, now I'm talking on the spiritual aspect, these are things that God entrusts with you. You need to be so watchful, so prayerful before you go and share it, before you go and, you know, tell it to someone. Because you really don't know what is the spirit behind the other person. Are there someone who's going to encourage you, journey with you, and see you reach your destiny? Or are there somebody who's going to listen and feel jealous about it with him? Verse 11, but while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dream meant. I'm just going fast forward because he is now what happens is that Joseph again sees a dream and he goes shares it with his father himself. Now the father reacts the same. Cold war within the family. And so what happens is, you know the story, yeah? So Joseph is trapped by his brothers. Even before, even before that, I want to highlight something. So what was Joseph, Joseph doing? Do, do, do you know what was he doing before even you know, getting trapped by his brothers? He was looking after the sheep and also he was doing something else. He was reporting what his brothers were doing. Just think, pause, give a thought about it. Joseph, Joseph's calling began there. He was not just, you know, you, you know the future story of Joseph, right? So, but where did it begin? I call this chapter one of Joseph, okay? Please stop me if I am confusing you, yeah? So, in chapter one, what we say is, he is a 17-year-old boy. He lives with his family. He sees dreams. He watches over the flock. And also, he reports every evil thing that his brothers do. This is his story in book one. So I was meditating on this particular book and, and God showed me a graph. You all know how a graph is drawn, right? So Joseph's life, it starts from zero and it goes to, you know, it, it gradually increases to 17-year-old. And when he's 17-year-old, his brothers betray him, and I see a graph dropping. You know, the 17, 18 years is the time that, you know, probably you want to build your dream. That's when you actually want to, come on, tell me, is it true or not? That's where you, you know, 
if you see the education system as well, at least in India, 17, 18 is the year you actually choose what you're going to become like. But there was a trap. And that was definitely a plan of the enemy to pull him down. Yeah? And so let, let's, let's go to chapter 39. Yeah? Are you with me? So here what happens is Joseph's brother, they give him away to Egyptian. So they, basically, they're selling him as a slave. So he becomes a slave technically. And there is an officer called Potiphar. So he brings him to the Egypt. Egypt land for just serving them. Yep. So Joseph in Potiphar's house. Can we read it together? When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. So I was imagining this, okay? Now say I bring a, a servant I bring a maid, yeah? What is the access level that I will give her or him into my house? Very limited, yeah? Probably washing the toilets, washing vessels, or cleaning the floor. Are you joining with me? So, similarly, when Joseph was taken away as a slave, he must have been, you know, given limited work. So he succeeded in everything he did. Come on, how can, how can you understand that, you know, that this person is succeeding in everything he's doing? You know, there was so much favor over Joseph, favor of God over Joseph, that the master could evidently see in every work of his hand. And the Bible says, God was with him. And the Lord wanted me to tell each and every one of you that there is, there is immense favor over each and every one of you over here. Immense favor of the Lord. And you know, when you walk into your office, when you walk into your college, when you walk into your workplace, the people around you can evidently see what God is doing in your life from today. If you believe it, you can say an amen. Verse 3, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. The master noticed. So now he understands there is a grace that is flowing on Joseph. Now you know what he does? He taps into the grace. He taps into the grace. By doing what? He puts him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. 
I also want to tell you that people who think that, you know, that your workplace is, is a place that you have entered coincidentally, I want to let you know that it is not by accident that you are placed in your workplace. It's not by accident. It is the pure will of God that you had to be planted in certain places. As of now, don't imagine or don't worry about how your graph looks like. I'll tell you what God is going to do. And, and, and whatever that's happening in Joseph's life is going to happen in our life if you believe it. You know? So what happens is now Potiphar taps into the grace that Joseph is flowing in. And now he gives in charge of the entire household. And everything he owned, everything. Verse 5, can you read with me? From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household. For whose sake? For Joseph's sake. Hey. For your sake, he's going to bless your company. For your sake, he's going to bless your business. For your sake, he's going to bless your college. And you know when God blesses, there's no conjus thing in God, yeah? Abundantly. Abundantly. All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. It flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. You see how he's like, he knows there's a grace that is flowing on him, guys. You know, if you walk into your workplace, if you walk into the place, you know, that you are working for, whatever, for, for your living, don't be surprised if people get attracted to you. I'm not talking about the physical attraction, but there is something special about you that they want to know you, they want to talk to you. Because you never know, they just want to tap into the grace that you're flowing in. And you see, by the time Potiphar gives Joseph the complete administrative responsibility, there is already two promotions. The first promotion happened when he gave his household. And there is a second promotion that's coming his way, and that is administration. It's your portion. Promotion is your portion. Come on, you receive it. Everything double, double O. And that's a God. Come on, it's because of you he's blessed your company. It's because of you he's blessed your house. It's because of you he's blessed your business. Because, because he loves you. His favor has located each one of you. Suppose that with Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. That means he didn't worry about, Potiphar didn't worry about anything at all. He just had one thing to do, 
just to select the food that he wants to eat. Hey, come on, imagine how cool would it be if there is somebody like Joseph in your life who can do everything for you, but you just have to go pick your choice and eat food. God wanted me to tell you this, that you need to pray to be a Joseph in someone's life and have a Joseph in your life. Did you understand it? Being a Joseph in someone's life is not easy. Because Joseph was taking care of everything. Everything. And that's what the Bible says. Are you willing to take care of somebody in your life like Joseph did? I'm not talking about providing them financially. I'm not talking about if you have, please do it. But when you do so, I believe there is a Joseph that's coming your way to take care of your needs. Amen? Come on, you receive it, church. I was blown away when God spoke this to me. But it's time for us to check our heart. Why do I go and serve this person? What am I lesser than this person? See, at least in the story, Joseph was a slave. But now we are not. No one is slave to no one. Do you have freedom? Yeah, we, we live in freedom. I want you to check your heart. Submission is a key, church. I'm not saying submit to everyone and anyone, no. And it's left to you. You choose it. And so what happens next in Joseph's life is, now he's got two promotions. I again saw a graph, yeah? Book one, there was a graph and dropped. And book two, which is chapter two of Joseph, I see again a graph gradually increasing, you know? He's at the peak of his career. Which means he's doing well. He's taking care of Potiphar's things and he's doing administrative stuff. But then again... There is a temptation that comes his way. When you, when you get promoted, please be ready to face your temptation. Let me read this for you. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. So, you know, I kind of understand when Joseph came as a slave... And for him to build a trust with his master and to have two promotions and to, you know, be at the peak of his career, it must have taken a few years, yeah? Yes. It must have taken a few years. And all this while, say from 18 to 29, he was still there. He was still handsome. He was still built in his body. But Potiphar's wife, where was she? Was seven, and Potiphar's wife soon began a look at him lustfully. 
I was asking, why now? He was there all this while. It was easier, in fact, to tempt him when he was a little younger. I'm just making you think a little logically, church, yeah? Now he's grown, he's 29, 28, 29 almost. And then there comes a temptation. You know the enemy knows when to pull you down. He knows he's been waiting 24, 24 bar 7. Don't think he's just quiet. No, he's not. He's plotting continuously, continuously. And, and especially you see that you are, your life is going smooth and you feel like everything is set, everything is coming to a good place. He barges in. Verse 8, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Learn to refuse. For example, if you're working in your uh, company, you are really growing super fast. And that's when your manager, your TL will come with, um, you know, a lot of expectations. You know, hey, you know what you're doing well? Can you work on a Sunday? Refuse. Temptation will knock your door. It keeps knocking our door. It is your choice. Either you're going to open the door or you're going to ignore it. Run away. And that's what Joseph did. He ran away from her. But yet, there was a story cooked, cooked up in a different way against him. And he ended up being in a prison. You know, I want to address this to everyone who feels that your life is stagnant. You're not able to do anything further. You feel like you're locked up. I'm telling you, God is working. God is working. Joseph had to be imprisoned for two years. Two years is not a joke, yeah? How many years have you been imprisoned? To people who think, okay, you're locked up. For people who think, are you going through something that you, you feel there's nothing that is breaking out? I'm talking to you this morning. God is bringing you out. God is bringing you out. Not, not the way that you thought. Not from the favor of men. But he's going to speak to some generals to bring you out. Come on, you receive it. So Joseph was a dreamer. Dream is a gift. God has gifted him already. Was he dreaming throughout the years? Should be. Bible doesn't mention, but of course, dreamers in the church, in the house, 
you know it better. And there comes this incident where Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker. So these two personalities enter into the picture of Joseph now. So what happened? These two people, they serve the Pharaoh and they have offended him. So they are imprisoned. So now wait, what was Joseph doing? He was a prisoner. But there was favor on Joseph's life. Do you know the story? He had a favor on him so much that the, the, the security, I can, I can put it that way, right? Who was taking the warden, who was taking care of the prisoner, he appoints him to take care of the prisoners now. So he was basically a manager, a prisoner manager. And so the Bible says that this security guard who gave him in charge of the prison did not worry about anything except for thinking of what kind of food to eat. So I want to tell you, when you have a calling, when you're called, when God has called you to do a certain thing, irrespective of the places that you go, you will find favor and you will do his will. You called, see Joseph was called to take in charge. That was his calling. So what was he doing when he was a boy? He was taking in charge of his brothers. He was bringing reports of what they were doing. He was overseeing them. It started there. Yeah, you with me? And then book two. He was in charge, he was in charge of Potiphar's house. He was taking care of everything about Potiphar. Now he is in the prison. What is he doing? He is in charge. Irrespective of the location that you step in, you are in charge. You are in charge. Because the Lord is with you. The Lord was with Joseph. You know, Bible says God is close to the brokenhearted. I'm sure Joseph was going through a roller coaster. He's like, every time he sees, okay, things are going good, there's a drop. Things went well, there's a drop. Hey, the chapter is not over yet. It's not over. You are in charge. Church, you are in charge of your house. You are in charge in your workplace. You take charge. You speak words that you are supposed to speak. You don't partnership the, with the ones who induce fear with you. We learned about partnership, right? Come on. Who are you partnering with? So now in the, in the prison, he meets these two people, a cupbearer and a baker. So now these guys see a dream one day. 
yeah both both the guys see your dream and they're so worried about the dream and they happen to you know meet joseph so the moment joseph looks at their faces he asks hey is something troubling you are you bothered with something you know this is a realm to realm contact he's a dreamer come on joseph was a dreamer so he knows there's something that is happening with these guys and and this is not coincidence okay this is a plan of god so these guys explain the dream can we read that together verse 8 and they replied we both had dreams last night but no one can tell us what they mean interpreting dreams is god's business joseph replied go ahead and tell me your dreams so the chief cup bearer told joseph his dream first in the in my dream he said i saw a grape vine in front of me the vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom and soon it produced cluster of ripe grapes i was holding pharaoh's vine cup in my hand so i took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup then i placed the cup in pharaoh's hand this is what the dream means this is one of the dream yeah so joseph said the three branches represent three days within three days pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cup bearer and there's a story there's a dream that the other man also sees but then his dream was that he'll be executed and it did happen the same but then what i want you to look at is joseph joseph tells the cupbearer you know hey do remember me when you go to the pharaoh and tell the pharaoh that i am a slave from a hebrew slave who's been brought into egypt so he is finding favor from a man yeah so what you know you know the story right and then he goes and he you know the thing happens that he's not executed the one is executed the other one is not the baker dies and the cupbearer survives but he forgets about joseph forget about the favors that you've asked people for you know i might be narrating a story but i'm sure that god has put this in my heart for you to let you know that not to seek favor from a man or a woman is it is it wrong for you to seek favor from a man or a woman it is not but if the man or the woman forgets it can you still be okay with that because god is working and so the man forgets the cupbearer forgets about it you know what god did after that he says hey my child can't be dealt with ordinary people now he's gone through a test of character a lot already now i'll approach the king of the nation 
you know, God drops a dream to Pharaoh himself. So Pharaoh now gets a dream and he's so troubled about that. And he wants someone to help him out to understand what the dream was. Remember, there is a season for everything. There's a season. When Joseph sought for help, yeah, that wasn't a season to come out. But my question to you is, are you okay in waiting? Even if you've not gotten a favor from a man or a woman. Maybe it is just held for some bit of time. God will definitely use that person. Hold on. Now Pharaoh himself sees a dream. And there he's really in help of someone. And that's when this cupbearer remembers Joseph. <coughs> hey, you all know the, know the story. So now the cupbearer remembers Joseph and he, you know, quickly tells the Pharaoh, you know, there was a man who helped us when we had a dream. And it did happen. Would you like to meet him? And so there was a way made for Joseph to meet the king. Story fast forward. He explains the dream. And the king is so inspired. So now what the king does is, he says, hey, I don't think there's anyone that is as intelligent, as wise as you are. So why don't you take control of the entire kingdom? He's in charge of the entire kingdom. The ways of a king. And if you read, if you read the chapter 41, there is a statement that the, that the king makes. You know, I have given you in charge over everything. You know, if you say stand up, people should stand up. If you say sit, people should sit. But there's only one person above you. And that's me. And that's a pharaoh himself. Which means, without a title, Joseph was a king. You know, I want you to know, when you're called as a king, you don't need a title. You don't need a position. But your function is very important. How are you going to function, knowing that you are a king? Are you going to function with a spirit without understanding or with the spirit of God with understanding? And now God showed me another graph. The graph just gradually went up and I didn't see a drop. But there was a time duration. He had waited for how many years? 13 years. He was 30 years old when he took charge of the nation. And he flourished. What is your delay this morning? What is that one area that you're waiting on? 
two years, three years, ten years, there's going to be an end for that church. There's going to be an end for that. God's going to involve not your, not the ordinary people that you think of, not your friend who's going to help you throughout your life, not your siblings, some generals. You understand who that general is. You seek, you pray, and you tap into that. Do you know sandalwood tree? Do you know that? What is the beauty of this tree? It's a fragrance. But you know, the beauty of it is, like when you plant the sandalwood tree, or the plant here, you wouldn't be able to get the fragrance immediately. It has to reach 25 to 30 years old, adulthood. That's when it, it releases the scent, the fragrance. God was showing me this tree and this example, and he asked me to ask you all, are you ready to be a perfume, to be that sweet fragrance? Are you ready? It's a journey. It's a long wait. But at that peak time, you know, that 25 to 30 years old, that's when it, you know, it is mostly useful. The tree is mostly useful. That's when they extract the oil from it. Your calling remains the same from the time you are young. But when, you know, when the oil pours out from it, when you reach to that adulthood, are you getting it? A God is good. You are highly favored people. Can we go to Proverbs chapter 3? This is something that God is releasing over you this morning. Can you read it with me? Just thank the Lord. Just take a minute and thank the Lord. Because your graph is never going to drop. It's never going to be imprisoned. Alright, can we read it together? Loudly. Verse 1. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. This is for each one of you here. It's for each one of you. You will find favor from God and people from today. From today. But the only thing that you need to remember is, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. These are the two keys that God is asking you to be reminded of. Tie them around your neck as reminder. 
tie them around your neck as a reminder. Can you be kind to the people who ill-treats you? Can you be loving? Can you be loyal to your work? You know, when God, when the master entrusted a smallest work from Joseph, he was faithful in it. And because of his faithfulness, he was able to rule the land. Are you faithful in serving him? Are you faithful and loyal in doing the smallest thing that he is handed over to you? Are you faithful in keeping the secrets that he is shared in person only with you? Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. This is a promise of God this morning over you. Thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with Him. Have a great week and Shalom.